When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. What's up, people? Happy Halloween. This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Sean's dad, Jim. And this is the 2021 <laughs> Halloween Your special. Your favorite time of year. My favorite time of year. It's spooky season. We got some spooky music coming up. Actually, <laughs> these aren't really spooky songs at all. No, but, no. Um, but they're, I, I they're associated a, with. I cannot tell you how... I, I kept bouncing between like a bunch of different songs for yeah. this. And it's always like some that are cool and they're, they're like super unknown and kind of underground, but they're also like really kind of dark and like not really fun topics to talk about, but they're super creepy. There's like that road. And then there's the ones that are just loosely related that I didn't think were good enough for Halloween. Like, right. And then there's some that, are just too on the nose. Like I wasn't going to do Monster Mash. Just we're not I mean, too far off tonight, though. Although I will say, really? so we we've mentioned it recently before, but la, uh, last year for the Halloween special, Martian Hop, Martian Hop, is it time to do Martian? <laughs> it's not time to do Martian. <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a time to do that song. No, last year for the Halloween special, we had um, uh, Jonathan and Crystal from <sighs> the Haunt Weekly awesome. podcast. Yeah. Just awesome people. We're just phenomenal humans. And uh, we talked about the Hearst song by Harley Poe, but they just released an episode of their podcast, Haunt Weekly, all about um, novelty Halloween music. And they kind of went through kind of the, the history and some fun trivia about a lot of the novelty Halloween songs like Purple People Eater and Monster the Mash, Monster yeah. Mash cool. and um, the I Put a Spell on You, stuff like that. And they were like, you know, it's only songs that they listen to at Halloween time. Yes. So it's like the 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 it's the the jingle bells and we wish you a merry Christmas of Halloween songs, that's right? Put it, right? So that's kind of what they did, right. and that, so it was kind of fun. Right. I'll have to um, listen to that with them. They're such nice people. They're great. Yeah, they were super yeah. nice. They're they're really cool people. I like. And, that. and this is I know like 
this is your equivalent of either my Christmas or maybe more importantly my St. Patrick's Day where there's 16 more songs that I want to talk about. <laughs> and you're like this. I mean, you've been like this for, for a month because Halloween's kind of, you know, ramping up right. and stuff. And um, I know you wanted to get this one in and stuff, but like Sh- Sean is like, you know, dying right now. This is like, I love this time of year and <laughs> I have pumpkin stuff in my in my blood. And it's like, come on, stop it. I'm drinking pumpkin head right yeah, now. See? So I knew I knew that um, this is one that was uh, was important to you because you have you know probably sixteen playlists of all this kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> I have one playlist, but it does have a lot right, of songs. Right. So songs that let me see. Actually, let me pull out my playlist. Some songs that almost made the cut that didn't. Actually, you know what? Before I go through the songs that didn't make the cut, I want to remind everybody to make sure they subscribe to you're not listening wherever you get your podcast, so you can get every new episode directly downloaded to your device automatically as soon as it's available, and you'll never miss an episode. And that's a great way to stay in contact with us and uh, make sure you also join the Facebook group, the You're Not Listening, a music podcast discussion group on Facebook. It's an open group where we get to talk about all the music that we love. I'm going to share some of the uh, Halloween songs that I like to listen to that didn't make the cut on there. And we can kind of talk about it and get in the spirit for the season. Check out our Teespring store. We have a link in the show notes. And make sure you check out PantheonPodcast.com for more amazing music podcasts. If you like this show, I guarantee you'll yep. find another show that yep. you like there. So, oh. And also, in the future, um, we are going to be looking at some other guests and everything, too. So we're, uh, we're trying to balance our time between um, you know these, these kind of traditional ones that we started the whole podcast around and also kind of bringing in a guest here and there. But you know, we've been lucky to have some, some pretty good names that, that we uh, respect, and we, we love um, their music, and they love talking about music. So shout out to Reverend Payton and Liberty DeVito and, and, and Alex. How do you say his last name? Rosamelia. There you go, right, from uh, Gaslighting Anthem and you know, yeah. more and more of that kind of stuff down the road, too. So, uh, you know, this is year three, right? This is... We're into year yeah, three. we're in the th- yeah. This is our third Halloween. That's special. right, because I kind of marked it by Halloween nuts, you know, because I know that was the real first big um, kind of hit event that we did. Yeah, know? so this is uh, year three of doing it. So, who'd have thought? You know, when Sean first kind of approached me, it's like, who the heck cares about listening to yeah. us? Three years later, we're still doing it. And we have a lot of listeners. We're big in the Middle East still. <laughs> we're big, yeah. What up? What up, India? That's right. That's right. Number, and we're like, we, we keep podcast. we keep continuously landing on charts in Latin America too. Yeah. It'll be yeah. like like you're like the number one hundred thirty five music commentary podcast <laughs> in Nicaragua yep. or something. All right, right, that's cool. Welcome. How's it going? Good to I'll see take you. Take it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So some songs that almost that I, I almost did but didn't quite make the cut. A song called Rattling Bones by Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Oh. I know that one. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Very them. cool I like song. I like them a lot. Very cool song. Uh, I was thinking about doing some Rob Zombie, either Dragula or Living Dead Girl, which are very kind of creepy Halloween-y songs. But I thought Dragula would be a little too on the nose, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't go with that. I was thinking People Are Strange by The Doors, because it's kind of a, got a creepy sound. Yep. Something by Creature Feature. Probably I was thinking there's a song called It Was a Dark and Stormy Night by Creature Feature, who I've brought up in the show before. Yep. Dearly Departed by the Shaky Graves, which is a fantastic song. It's not a Halloween song, but it, it's obviously it's, there's themes. Yeah, there's yeah. like it's kind of a, a love story, but it's like a ghost love story. It's really good. And I still I I always come back to Werewolves on Wheels. Maybe someday I'm going to do Werewolves on Wheels because oh, that's yeah, just you hilarious. Mentioned that to before me. a few times, yeah. It's just so fun. <laughs> and then there's a couple good versions of Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion, um, but we listen to that song all the time because my girls love favorite it. Favorite ride so. at Disney World. Absolutely, hundred yeah, okay, percent. Right. 
Um, and then the one that I was really about to to do was a night on Bald Mountain, which is my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, classical scores. But uh, it's like nine and a half minutes long, yep. so yep. I decided to not do that one. Yep. <laughs> so I am doing Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, which is just hilarious. And, and it's funny, Night on Bald Mountain. You mentioned that because I think of that as a, a dance thing that Katie did when she was in. Was it dance? New Hampshire Dance Institute or something like this. And I, mm-hmm. I still remember all the, the moves and all that stuff that she did. <laughs> and I never thought of it as a creepy song until you mentioned it. And then went back and listened to all nine minutes of it yesterday. And it's like, yeah. this is scary. You know, First of all, it's amazing. Yes, it is. That, yeah. that it's, it's an arrangement that is just unbelievable. It's one of those ones, like a classical song that like tells a story without any words. Yeah. Like you just be based on the feel and the the rhythms and the the and, different different tones and stuff it tells a story of like this like light versus dark good versus and bad and anyone all this who stuff. thinks that they haven't heard it if you have any kind of inkling of knowing anything about disney you would have seen it on fantasia yeah it's if this is the one that scarred you for life when you were a kid <laughs> and you watched fantasia when your mom put you in big, front of the tv and just let you watch it had that, that, that and all of a sudden this giant is, like winged yeah. demon and all the ghosts and stuff and like i mean that was it was horrifying it is really really it's a scary part of that piece movie. of animation yeah. still um and the the music is just incredible but it's too long to go through and it's too complicated yeah. it probably deserves its own episode as a single thing and as we were talking about beforehand um i almost went with the john williams song you know who's uh you know mr star wars and mm-hmm. raiders and all that stuff because of is that the song I was going to do? No. No, that's no. Star Wars. That's Star Wars. Um, thank you. <laughs> I didn't pick up you know, your, your version of it as much. Bum, 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 but it was, um, it was a bum, werewolf uh, portion of one of the later um, Harry Potter movies, right? Is yeah. It, and, and crazy, crazy creepy. Crazy scary. Super creepy. Yeah. Yeah, but again, good I think, background music. But I think that was a nine-minute, you know, long song too. I figured, okay, you know, it, well, it's, it's from it's from the movie. Yeah, there's some really good background music if you're like like we've talked like we talked about with Jonathan Crystal. Like if you're doing a haunt, right, or something where you would want like good point, background right? music that's really creepy. There's some really cool stuff out there. Or like if you if you like to have kind of atmospheric music while you're reading or studying or writing, <laughs> yeah, if you're writing. Have- no, but you, you know, there, there are people who, you know, maybe they're writing a horror novel and they want to kind of stay in that mindset and they want that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, right. and there's, nah, I, there's a lot of no, stuff out there no, by no. some artists. People who that, aren't uh, like you, who don't that. love, you know, who like Halloween around the Halloween time, like I'm going to put that on because they're going to be looking behind every couch and, and think someone's coming in the window it's to music. kill them and stuff. Yeah, but it's very it's not emotional. sound effects, it's music. It's, it's, it's very music. emotional. You, you can't get, not get scared when you hear that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> It's good stuff. And then the other thing, you know, it's funny, I I didn't mention this before as I was um, searching, because this is, this is a hard topic for me because I'm not, I'm not deep into the cheese with with this stuff like you are, you know, I am with, with um, St. Patrick's and and Celtic music, but I'm not, you know, with the Halloween stuff. So I started kind of searching around and I found, and I remember this from back in the day, early on, early on, like, don't say marching up. What's that? <laughs> no, not much. Said, no. said don't say much. No, because it wasn't. It wasn't something that was music. It was um. It was a voiceover of um scary stories for children as narrated by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, cool! And it was like, good evening. You know, we're gonna talk about yeah. you know getting murdered, and it's like what. I mean, it wasn't a song per se, but it was kind of, you know, it was, it was, you know, you need a stereophonic record player and, you know, and yeah. the 45 and, and to, to shoot your, your favorite victim. Like, 
holy crap. And it was for kids kind of thing. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but a little too something. I don't know. So just uh, too much not music. Yeah. And it put me in a different direction because I said, no, I don't want to do that. So um, I will say the uh, the opening theme from Alfred Hitchcock Presents is also a really, really cool piece of music. Well, and again, if that's the bum 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 do do it's it's very kind of creepy. And the whole thing is cool. with that is is because of the visuals that it was always played over. If you didn't know it from that, it would just seem like oh, that's kind of a bouncy little song stuff. But it, it was all the images and knowing that know, it's got knowing a creep factor to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. It's still got a creep factor to it. So you're doing um, Oingo Boingo, um, and I'm yeah. doing one. I'm finally going to do one that's going to be kind of reminiscent of more of what I would have been doing because um, I did a ton of uh, Halloween parties. So um, not doing Ghostbusters, not doing uh, Thriller, but um, I'm doing uh, Time Warp from Rocky from Horror. Rocky Picture Horror. Show. So. So uh, before we get into the songs, though, I do want to mention one one last thing. Um, and if you follow us on social media, you you may have seen this. But a few months ago, I was invited to be a guest on the America's Hometown Horror Podcast. And they are uh, not a music podcast. They are a horror movie podcast uh, where they kind of talk about different horror movies. They, they kind of like usually they pick a, a movie and they have a, a really cool in-depth discussion about it. But every once in a while they branch off into other topics in the horror genre, whether it's books right. or TV shows or uh, they, they also review local haunts and stuff. And they had me on to talk about music in horror movies. So if you're looking for another little piece of, of spooky podcast fun for the season to kind of help get you in the mood, I can link to that too. But that was a really fun episode. Yeah, I, we did it live stream. We did it live. And yeah. uh, it was kind of nerve wracking because they don't edit their shows. They just take, they capture it live and then publish it. But do you um, want to try that it sometime? Was, Should we try that? Yeah, we can do it sometime. Okay. Sure. But we can't play the music. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it was really, really fun. There are a couple of friends of mine from when I used to live in Massachusetts. I got, I got to know them good. And we had a really cool conversation about music in horror movies and how it's used and some of the different tropes and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, I remember so, that. It was good. Well done. Yeah, so that. make sure you check that out. And that was like a few months ago. I think it was in the summer I did that. So uh, I think it was longer than that. Maybe. <laughs> Time flies. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do your song first. So if you haven't ever heard this song, here's the first few <laughs> the opening. seconds of it. Ow! It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. So it gets <laughs> it gets more intense than that. Yes. Um, but that's that's the song we're doing. Uh, you should know it. You should yes. definitely you'll definitely recognize it when you get into it. And there are several much. versions. If you're doing it on Spotify, you want to have the film version, not the Broadway cast version, because it was right. originally a Broadway show. Um, Didn't Drew Carey do a version of this too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people that, have. The, you don't want that Tenacious one. Tenacious D and stuff. So Tenacious it, D. Oh, I haven't heard that one, but I bet they did it. Yeah. I bet they killed well, it. Well, they did it with uh, around politics. You know, you oh, jump mm. jump to the left. You don't step to the right. You know that kind of thing. Uh, oh, come on, yeah. Jack. Um, but but it, that's too bad. But um, I don't know if there's ever a time when we can ever recommend it. Like if there's gonna be a time where you maybe want a visual and you want to look at the YouTube video. Like it's gonna be different timestamps and everything else, but you can still pick it up. But this is probably one that if you can watch the the video of this song, you know, with, it's from a movie. Yeah, if you with, don't with know Rocky visuals, Horror Picture it's Show, it's unbelievable. So. It's from a it, it's from a musical that is very very, uh, you, you it's a, you gotta Can't have be. a specific 
taste yep. to enjoy it, you know, yep. but uh, it, so it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, so go ahead, go to the Spotify playlist or click the link in the show notes to listen to it on YouTube. And we'll be back. We'll be right Come back. on back and we'll talk about there you it. Go. <laughs> Great ending. Yep. Yep. I like the ending. I like how everything just kind of dies at and the end. <laughs> take the visual of everybody just kind of, you know, in, in the Broadway sense, right, right. just falling over like limp over and everything over, yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Typical song. Um, I never <laughs> noticed, not that I, I haven't listened to this song a lot because it's, you know, I, I like I said, I'm not the biggest Rocky Horror nope. picture show fan. Self, and nope. I know that there's people in that, the Halloween community that would string me up for that, but it's just not something that's ever resonated with me. And so, it's not a song that I listen to on the regular, but I never noticed the chipmunk voices. Yeah. Yeah. With, there's with, there's with, a chipmunk voice in there. That, is, that, that, that woman? At the, no, the no. Like, uh, let when me see. When they're doing the chorus? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's beyond just a head voice. That is that is yeah. sped up chipmunk. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't noticed that either. I will tell you that... Um, <laughs> And you will never unhear this again. That um, there is someone who's got a very distinctive voice um, in the chorus, and you can't help but hear him. In the when they say "Let's do the time warp again," yep. all right. Let me see if I can well, give me one hint so I can like so I know what I'm looking for. No, <laughs> no, you'll know. You'll hear it. A man or a woman? Man. Nah, I I can. Like a bell out of hell. Oh, is Meatloaf on this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love meatloaf yep. so much. Yep. So, I was going to so do play, that. And then play I was it like, again. Think of think of meatloaf, and you'll hear his voice. Now. Oh my god! I love meatloaf. That's meatloaf. Yep. That sounds like. Uh, and he was legend. in the film. He had a had a bit part in the film. It called Eddie. You know, uh, and I don't think he had a song, but he he, uh, um, his voice. Is one of the main things resonating on the on the chorus of this. He didn't sing the rest of the vocals, but the, on the chorus. Gotcha. And, and if you know it, and you know his voice, you know, especially with the, the power and everything, it's like yeah, it is. Well, his, this song is perfect for his voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. Oh man, so much power. Meatloaf, one of the most underrated performers. Well, out there, you say. I that. know he was huge, but like yeah. now, yeah, like he is now. I feel like his appreciation has not lasted. No. Like it should see because again, you know, I'm showing my age here, and I'm showing my you weren't, I wasn't even married to your mother, and you weren't even in the in the picture yet. But when he, when that album "Bad Out of Hell" hit in 1975, it was literally everywhere, everything, anything it was 24 seven meatloaf. The entire album, it, there wasn't a bad so cut good. on it, right? Right. Listen so, to that whole so it album. did have, and then it, it did have the, the recognition. Right. at the time and then the second album was okay and stuff and then he you I was going to say listen then to he the sequels like a, a cliche and everything else right right bad bad out of hell 3 has a couple really really killer songs yeah. on it yeah and so he, and even some nice um some some nice slow songs as well you know some ballads oh yeah, yeah. the that's the best version of uh it's all coming back to me now yep. which is like super deep in the cheese but if you can find the version from Bad Out of Hell three of Meatloaf actually singing that song. Not the who who does that song normally on the the popular ones? Whitney Houston or no 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 um like not Kim Tyler. So, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it's one of those you know diva yeah. pop stars. Yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. a great song. It's a beautiful song. But yeah. if you can find the version of Meatloaf singing it, it's like really really powerful yeah. and really really good. It's cheesy, 
But if you can look past the cheese, it is in, in, an incredible oh, performance. You're right, it is Celine Dion. Yeah. Celine Dion, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it, it's really an amazing performance by, yeah. by Meatloaf. And then whoever the woman is that, that sings with him. Yeah. Okay. So Meatloaf, yeah, we, so, we will talk about Meatloaf yes, on the show we should at some have, point. You, we, should, we should have one of those shows where we both do a Meatloaf song. How about that? Yeah. Let's call that out. You know, yeah, instead I'm, of you know it. picking different artists and stuff. So, I, some of the stuff I've always done is like, oh well, you know, I didn't play that song DJ, and then, you know, all in the in the three years we've been doing this, I haven't really kind of gone into DJ mode per se, <laughs> which you know was my second job for thirty five years or so because you know as a teacher you need that second gig, um, so it's kind of crazy to deny it. One of the, when things were, were were popping and going crazy, and I was working so much and, and everything else, and um, you know, I, I had a a pretty good um, flow of things, not just wedding stuff. Halloween was probably the second busiest time of year, without question. Wow. Like really? there were there were years where I would and 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 you know, it was pre lockdown, everything pre you know, no smoking and pre right, drunk right. driving laws and all that kind of stuff, and and people used to party and. Um, like they would rent out wedding halls and just big throw time big and parties. have five hundred people at a at a function, right? You know, um, and and like literally go crazy. So, you know, and what you don't want to do, you know, the same thing if you're doing a Christmas party is you can't do a, a tribute to Christmas. So you can't play Halloween songs throughout the entire night because people don't want that. Right. They want contemporary music. They want to dance and all that stuff. But you sprinkle. So right. and, to keep the vibe and the feeling yeah, like oh yeah by the by the, you know by the way like we're all here dressed like idiots you know by the way you once you've had enough liquor in you we will play monster mash <laughs> right 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 <laughs> uh, and you will like it then yeah right yeah you will you will love it um, at that point by ten thirty and night. and and a thriller or something like that too so but it's it's one of those where um, this had that song whether you you know you knew it or not. Um, because of the chorus and because of, of the uh, the teaching, the dance steps and all that stuff, that was always huge. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the song, it wasn't, you know. So so I decided to do this, like, okay, let me give you a little taste of what it was like to be behind the DJ, you know, table with a song like this. First off, when you open it up with that killer riff at the beginning, like, do 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 It's one that fills the dance floor because people know what's coming. And it's like, And that's ah! so classic. I mean, that's, that's, uh, What's that Bruce Springsteen song uh, from Small Things, Big Things, One oh, Day? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. I mean, that riff is in so many. That's just the classic blues and, rock riff. Yeah, and just setting the 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 table for you know something big is coming because I'm just mm-hmm. I'm getting you ready kind exactly. of exactly. And this isn't. This is one of the songs that, you know, does obviously have a Halloween vibe. You know, I could have, and I was searching for, like, let me pick a cool song. And, you know, I remember I did, you know, the the, the Moon song with the, the Water Boys. Like, oh, it's almost Halloween, but it mentions the Moon. Right. So well, the first like, song, I, I was going to do all that stuff, but I figured, no, I'm going to go cheesy. So I have to call you out because yeah. you, you, he mentioned a song called The Sweetest Smile by Luce. And it is the most non-halloween yep. happy summery <laughs> surf song ever and, I, and he goes but, it's, but, but it's, it but mentions the the devil in it and, and, and i'm like oh, okay so if if we do the christmas special and i'm like i'm gonna do this song because it has the word cold in it in one of the verses like <laughs> well, i'm gonna bells. do this song yeah. because they mention a tree um because they yeah they mention uh, lights you know like <laughs> right. it, it's just it's just it's well, a cop yeah, out it's not i was fair. no i was searching i was i was i was deep into the into the list like Oh, and I, I, I tried yeah. to be kind, but I was like, "No, I'm shutting that down. This yeah, is no, Halloween." No, no which you, as you should, because <laughs> again, this is this is some, I struggle with with Halloween songs because my Halloween songs just go to the Elvira 
album. Well, I have that. I have it right over here. I but, know. Just choose one. But, but, Alice Cooper. But my... This one is a good I know one. you kept wanting me to do Alice Cooper. But my vision of Halloween songs from a DJ's point of view is all of those dance cheesy songs, including the one you're doing. So it's like, right. maybe I should just like kind of like embrace that and kind of go do it, which, is I, which I did. And this song itself um, is also a song that you can play at a wedding, especially, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Um, and it would have the same effect. It didn't have to be around Halloween. So, because right. cause it's, a, it's a dance, you know. It would be weird if my song was played not at Halloween yeah, time. Yeah, the, your, your, yeah. Yeah, yours is not good. Not a good song. Not a good song. <laughs> it's great riff. And it wasn't it wasn't great in the eighties either. So 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 I, I did a lot of research and stuff and you know went deeper than just the week, the wiki stuff and everything else. But um I found a great review by a guy, and I think it was of the movie and talk a lot about the song in the movie and stuff. And instead of me like here's what I think, like this like this guy was capturing exactly what I'm thinking. Like, so I'm just gonna read some of the things it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um Instance, you know, it starts out with the instantly recognizable riff uh, for which nineteen from which came from nineteen seventy five. Time warp and when it came out, sound pretty conventional. But we quickly veer off into a sort of territory that even more outrageous rock acts in the nineteen seventies might have hesitated to commit to vinyl. So except at meatloaf the, at the time, <laughs> right? This this is very meatloaf ish. But meatloaf was looked at as such a new act and how great it was and everything else that this is kind well, of Well, it was like one of the thing. first kind of theatrical rock stars, right? Like he was kind of like He was a big musical theater guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. and so like when you, I feel like you could compare him to other acts like Alice Cooper yeah. and like Rob Zombie and Yeah, but except those Marilyn they had Manson. an edge to them, the, you know, the and they were dangerous. So theatrical. that middle school that middle school kid like couldn't go to see Alice Cooper. Right, you know, because he was so dark and dangerous. But this was just weird that, you know, seventy three is when the the um, the play came out, and seventy five is when the movie hit, and that was my sophomore uh, in year in high school, and then senior year in high school in seventy five. Um, and at that point, you know, we're playing sports and listening to oldies and Boston and Aerosmith, and they're like, "What is this weird stuff? Like, we're not into this kind of crazy stuff until later." And then it's like, this is a great song, and you can dance to it kind of thing, too. So it's kind of evolved for me over the years and stuff, too. Um, and then one of the things he says, uh, it launches into what can only be described as a completely unhinged pastiche of old horror movies woven together with incongruous, incongru incongruous dance instructions. So it's like... It's it's so campy, and it's almost like a series of like little vignettes of music all kind of put together. And in the visual side of things, you know, it, it's creepy, campy, like bad makeup people on stage let's with fifties surf rock style yeah, music. And let's and let's um, teach you how to do a dance. Why not? Because right. that's, that's and Tim Curry what we're and do. Tim Curry as a transvestite. Right. If you haven't right. seen this movie, it's weird. <laughs> you should probably watch it just so you can have the experience. Yep. But <laughs> yep. So and it, the the next thing, and this is this is kind of where it captured me, which I thought this this review was perfect. It's one of those songs that gets people off their feet for a boogie, whether they they even know to like it or know it at all. And then it's a long. That's way, very true. It's a long way from being the best song ever written, but it was the right song for the right time with the right theme to to lift everybody you know out of the doldrums of the seventies. And it I will says, say it's very very fun. It is, it is a it is. fun fun song. So where's that quote? Ugh. Okay, it's a bit like the Macarena or YMCA, 
Time uh, Warp yeah. is a dance that everybody feels that, feels that they can dance to, even if they don't consider themselves a dancer. The chorus line in the film version um, looks pretty much like um, all of the middle-aged relatives at someone's wedding taking the dance floor late at night after drinking heavily since lunchtime. No sooner you adjusted that, that right, right. No sooner you adjusted that than at the point where songs in the mid seventies would normally take a break from a guitar solo, and all of a sudden you get treated to a tap dancing solo instead. I kid you not. So I mean, that's the guy's <laughs> review of the visual stuff. But you know, from a DJ's point of view, that's like spot on. Yeah. You know, hey, oh, yeah. Aunt, look, Aunt, look, Aunt Martha from Poughkeepsie. She knows this too, and she's got her hands on her hips, and she's doing a pelvic thrust. I can't believe she knows this. And you That's know, funny. here I am pushing buttons and trying to get people to dance. Like this is working like crazy. This is hilarious. And it's one of those songs. I will say, from a performance point of view, from playing it as a DJ, it was, it it, it killed, and then oh, it yeah. didn't, because nobody knows the chorus. I mean, people know the. That it came from a like bizarre movie and is a transvestite and and Sarah's uh, they're like familiar with it. They're Sarah like, Sarandon oh, yeah, was in I, it. I, I like, know this. But but they know the chorus and they know the dance parts. They know the it's just a jump to the left and like yeah. Everybody got, and you know I'm even dancing to that here you know in my in my chair, but and then it's like I, I I'll just wait for the next part that I know. So I'll just kind of right. bop around but a little stuff. And then when it comes perfect, back, it's like, oh, here I go again. Now I can dance into it. It's so that it's kind perfect of weird, you know? 50s to 60s surf rock type sound that you could just do the mashed potato for the rest of it until yeah, you, the chorus comes and you, again. And you can, right. And like It's know, like made to for the mashed potato. And then when it breaks <laughs> into the quote-unquote dance part, you can just kind of participate in it um, in the right way and then right. not know what to do. And then combine that with the hardcore... I've seen this 63, 5,000 million times and I bring rice and I throw rice at the right times and I've been to the to the yeah. midnight showings Isn't and toast? Halloween. Don't they throw toast at the screen Throw or toast, you know, because they say, and let's have Weird. a toast and everybody throws a piece of toast. I mean, it's like, so the, those hardcore people like know every, it's like. There it's are like, people that are really, really into it. If you went to um, a, 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 a wedding with your sister Katie O and they played Thriller, she would know the entire dance kind mm-hmm. of thing because she's, you know, the musical theater kid. It's the same thing with people who are hardcore Rocky Horror things. So you've got, you know, Aunt Martha from Poughkeepsie trying to do the pelvic thrust and jumping to the left versus the ne- next to people who like know every facet of the entire song and stuff. So right. it's really funny. It's a, it's a generation um, that crosses over, but it also, it, it, it kind of clashes. And, you know, you're playing for 500 people and you're playing Halloween music and you play this, but then in the middle of it, it's like, okay, I don't know what to do right now and I don't know these words drink, and it looks funny and stuff, keep, so I'm going to stand here and hold my, hold my bottle and then, oh, now I'm going to, you know, it's just a jump to the left kind of thing. It's so, so weird. It's a, it's, a bizarre, it's a bizarre thing to kind of go through. Yeah, But people yeah. love it. They don't they care. They do. They do. They don't yeah. care that you can play the set of wedding. They stand there awkwardly. You can play the set of wedding. You play it late in the night. You don't. You don't play it the first dance without question. Right. You know, um, but you could play the set of wedding this weekend and people would still dance to it in the same. Oh yeah, way. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. I'd rock out. I'd, yeah. I'd sing it at the top of my lungs because yeah. it's fun. And that's that's the other thing is, um, as the DJ, you're leading people through this. So you're getting people like, no, can't hear. Let's hear. You. Let's do the time. Great job. And then they dance. You know, so it's it's also uh, anthemic enough. You know, like you know, like every other Bon Jovi song that people know the chorus and they sing right. it as well. You know, so so it was it was always one that, you know, you you save it and it's especially like, okay, let's see if this could work because it's a it's a funky enough crew here that they might like this even if it's not Halloween. I mean, it's Halloween. You got to play it. You know, it's right. a given. But uh, but another function like. 
Let me try this. Oh, that worked. Or if somebody asked for 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 a request, like, I'm not so sure this is going to work. Let me kind of feel it out. And, you know, an hour later, like, okay, let's try it. And boom, it hits big. Yeah. Or not, you know. So I've also played this and it just dies on the dance floor. Like, okay, this is, you know, fade this baby out. And let's go. But most of the time it hits. It hits big. Yep. I bet. Or, or I did. Not, I, I, like, like I bet it still so does. I, I bet it still does. Yeah. That, that movie has such a, such a cult following, too, yes. that it has so much staying power. Even if you're not a fan of it, it's going to be around yep. forever. So well, the, I feel like it's just always going to kill in certain situations. And consider this. Um, it's always been a big thing with college kids, right? And continues to be. So mm-hmm. college kids know it. So it, it's playing, you know, where I work at the university, it's being played. You know, in, in another well, week Well, they still have those special movie showings where yep. they show it yep. in theaters. They rent out theaters and they play it. Right. Because it's an it's a interactive thing, right? Exactly. I don't know too much about it, but it is going to watch it is is interactive. And you're also part of people dress the part and, you know, cosplay yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But you think of it from this perspective, too. I mean, it came out in 73 slash 75 with the, mm-hmm. with the film. Um, the people who loved it and maybe got into it and been going to it for years and years, they're now 60, 65. Mm-hmm. So 65-year-olds are loving this if you throw it on a dance floor, as well as a college kid who, like, you know, I'm a junior in college at blah, 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 and I just went to that last, you know, last month. And, and, and I'm at a November 30, wedding, like, okay, you know. Also the 33-year-old people who have little kids who went to yep. college 10 years earlier right. and were into it then, you know. So that's why I think it's going to have that staying power as well. Yeah, so it's absolutely. really interesting that way. And there's not a lot of songs that, that you know, from a DJ's point of view that – that can do that. You know, some people might say, well, old time rock and roll, old time rock and roll sucks. And people from who are 40 and and younger don't want to hear it, even though you think they might. Um, September may, you may be able to pull it up because it's showing up in a lot of other movies. Yeah. So it's a little more familiar, but there's not a lot of songs that have a 40 year span of staying power with a twist, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a musical. There's lots of songs in this. Yep. This is the song that stands out. Right, right. It is, yeah. There's a lot of other songs in this movie. Yep. And they're not much better or worse than this one. <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> you know? it's the dance, it's it's teaching you the but, dance thing, right? Right. right. And it's right. so flamboyant, you know, and it's such a such a um, dynamic part of the movie. Yeah. Everybody well, has I mean, seen the yelling, the power behind yeah. the vocals yeah. in yeah. certain parts of this song is like really kind of impressive. Yeah. And annoying, yeah. yeah annoying, yeah. yeah, but try to do that. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And that's what I tell people. Like I've had conversations where we've, we, some of the really, really heavy music has come up like, like, um, Slipknot and some of these bands that sound like they're just like screaming and people are like, oh, they're just yelling. And it's like, okay, but listen to that. And like, try to do that. Right. Like just, just try it. You can't do it. It's really, really difficult and takes a lot of talent to do that. So it might not be what you liked listening to and it might sound kind of annoying to you, but it's a showcase of talent. It's hard. <laughs> right, right. It just happens to be a talent that you may not like. And right, that's why exactly. people say it that way, right? right. Exactly. But if you think about it- And, and, and my, there's some of that in this. My my statement of it is a, it's a vignette, it's vignettes of a lot of different types of music or musical theater. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the same song all the way through. The chorus is, you know, and, you know, let's teach you the song. But the things in between are like, oh, that's interesting. That's kind of weird. Yeah, and let's again, go through it, some it of that speak, stuff. It speaks to the weirdness of it too. So yeah. first off, uh, 26 seconds in. Right there, yeah. yelling. That's the power that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. That try doing that, like try singing that like right, that. You right you, in it's, tune. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to do. And again, from a DJ's point of view, like you know, 
hey, this is that song. And then you hear that, like, I don't know what to do and I don't right. know these words, but I'm going to kind of move around a little until yeah. it comes to the part that I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really cool because it, um, it just sets such a nice tone and it's so raw. Um, it's, it, it, that sets, that really does set the tone for the, it's, it gives you, it takes off with you. That's yeah. what it is. It's like, cause you get the kind of like the weird introduction and then it's like, this is what we're doing. Right. Right. And then at 53 seconds, this is where you learn how to do the dance. It's just a jump to the left. That's the chipmunk voice too. Yeah. And it's funny if, if you watch the video, you'll see what's in the movie. It's just—it's literally like a guy standing in front of like a a chalkboard or something wood. with a diagram of what to do with your feet, and he's yeah. like pointing to it, and like it's a step to the left. And <laughs> it's the, really, oh, and it's the bad. crazy people in crazy um, costumes, you know, with all kinds of great sunglasses and hats and and top hats and stuff, dancing to this all in the line, which sets yeah. the tone for people to emulate that when they're on the dance floor. After they've been drinking since midday with Aunt Martha from Poughkeepsie, you know that right. kind of thing. But I think, say this. I think Macarena, I think YMCA, never... they can't, same kind of thing. It's like it's right. trying to set that whole that thing set up. Yeah. Like I said, this has never been been something that's really resonated with me. I'm not really a fan of the movie, but you see these people who like go all out, and I feel like they're just really fun people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, like I be. feel yeah. like I feel like it I would be, be like fun. Them. Yeah. It would be fun to like hang out with that crowd yeah. in that environment, but it's not something that I myself have like been drawn to. But you have and you can and you will at a gathering for Halloween. Right. Because that's where you can bring all those people together and have a good time to this song, which normally you would never have it on your playlist. And you right, probably exactly. wouldn't hear it, hear it nine out of ten weddings, you know, anyway. I mean, you could, but it's not going to be cool a wedding. DJ. It's not going to be a wedding standard kind of thing. Um, right. But at a Halloween party, you're going to have eight-year-old little Johnny get out there and he's going to be boogieing as well as mom who knows it because she remembers it with her tramp stamp from college and <laughs> and Martha from Poughkeepsie and everybody else in between and the teachers on the side that are, that are hosting this party for the high school as well. I mean, right. all that kind of stuff. So it, it works on so many different levels because again, it's YMCA, it's Macarena, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, what are, what are some of the other dances? I mean, you guys even did dances in college stuff. Like it, it's all that, you know, that, yeah. that's, it's that, and and it and it works, and that's the cross generational thing. Well, that's like cool. what we were saying, like what what uh, Jonathan and Crystal were talking about. It's the the novelty song. It's a novelty it is, song, without question. Yeah. And, and one of the one of the rare songs, like you can't play Monster Mash anywhere other than Halloween. You right. can't play, you know, Dead Dead Man's, you know, Dead whatever you your on your boy Dead Man's Party Party. I was thinking Dead Man's Curve. Um, no, any other time, that one. yeah. You can't play that at. Um, I, sh- I should have picked that. Um, but you, it's got the word "dead" in it. I know. So why not? <laughs> it's got a curve in it. But you know. It, but you you can play this at you know non Halloween parties and still pull it off. But it has a, still certainly a Halloween vibe more than loose that I was going to pick and all that kind of stuff. So right. Um, One twenty two is where it actually is kind of brings it back to almost like it's scary. You know, because it has um, that that uh, woman who is like kind of like a like a German or a Russian accent, and then the the creepy guy. And even if you didn't see the visual in the video, you can kind of make it out that these people are a little. It's got little that scared. spooky, the spooky vibe. So it kind of brings it, it back to being edge. "quote unquote" the Halloween song. So at one. It's a dreamy, oh fantasy free me, so you can't see me. No, not at all. 
Right, it's got that like she sounds like a vampire. Right, right, right. right like right. it sounds like that uh, kind of that monstrous gothic kind exactly, of exactly. Exactly. So that kind yeah. of brings it home. So that you know, with that. And then the only other thing I probably want to do, and, and I can end it up on this stuff because I just don't have a lot about it. My favorite part, if you had to think about one, let me see. Is there anything else? Oh, he already said about the Macarena YMCA, and um, you know, you're drinking heavily since lunchtime, um, yeah. which again, from it was so well put in the. The review that it's like that's exactly what i'm thinking from a dj's point of view so it was perfect i didn't have to make it up i just kind of read it but my favorite part which i know is going to be one of the questions and don't even ask me who to cover it because I, yeah who knows drew carey yeah maybe yeah i would uh, honestly d, honestly <laughs> yeah tenacious d yeah or, or meatloaf yeah you know, so because um, Jack Black's voice obviously can. And, Jack and Black I, is perfect for. He for might have done a, a straight up version of it as well, but I think one of the ones he did had a political spin to it. So yeah. you know, with the right. I'll say this: I've so. heard Je- uh, Tenacious D do a cover of "Under Pressure." Yeah, that was phenomenal. Really, because Jack Black, believe it or not, has talent. He's actually a really good Musically, singer. Right. He's just right. such a goofball that right. he just goes over right. the top all the time. Well, he, but when he wants to really sing. The man can sing. And well, he's been cool. to rock school. That's why, of course. You know, well, so, yeah, he you know, runs the school of rock. Of course. So, <laughs> so oh, um, such an amazing movie. So uh, my favorite part of the entire thing, and this is, again, if you if you had the visual of it, the tap dance Sarah who is singing or saying this part, um, it's not her dancing part. If you watch the video, there's a part actually where she's like, believe it or not, you're watching someone tap dance, which is hilarious and not right. well. But but it's her saying this part, and it's at uh, two thirteen. I just love her her vocal. Just, That's a great transition from the very end of that verse right into the chorus. There's no downbeat; it goes right into it. One, two, three, four. Yep, yep, yep. That's really good. Yep, it's just that's good actually producing. that's actually really good song structure. Yeah, real good production work stuff. So yeah, um, and I just you know I just like that it was again a little different type of of thing that they throw into the song. I just love the kind of like the the power that she's singing with, and now it just ends like time ain't nothing. But it's like wow, that's good, and then it yeah. goes right to the chorus. Yeah, yeah. There's some. I mean, there's talent in this for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the one thing that I wrote down was that two o two. And it's when he com- the the guy comes back in with that really powerful yelling voice. Okay. That's just dirty. Oh, it's just so good. He just said your name too. Did he hear that? Yeah. Oh, that's why I, like <laughs> I just like how he just comes. It's just it, it's such an attitude. Yeah. You know. Yep. It's just that's cool. I like now, when, again, when they do stuff like that. Seeing. Hearing this without seeing it, um, I don't think you lose a lot, you know, nope. because it's still a powerful song. But seeing actually, it, I think it gives I think a little different view of things. It becomes a little campy and, and like almost tongue in cheek in a joke. It's almost better to sometimes hear it without the visuals. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. I yeah. think it is. It feels that kind of stuff in this feels more powerful. And the chorus feels more powerful when you're just listening to it because when you're watching it, they're just lip syncing. So you don't, it's not like you're seeing them sing it live where like if you were watching it live on stage, right. you'd right. see them take a big breath and get their body into it and really put, and they're not doing that when they're lip syncing. Absolutely. And so, and so it doesn't, 
feel as powerful as it actually is. And then I would agree with that 99% of the time, but with this, the visual, because of the movie and because, again, the campiness and everything else. Well, you got to see Can't be denied. You can't be denied in seeing this song at the right. same time. But you have to, I think, and maybe the way to put it is the song itself stands on its own without it. But the visual right. just, I mean, it's like apples and oranges. You have to look and at you know it from what? a different perspective. It's kind of cool in both ways. Co- context. I think I, I almost want to recommend that people just watch the movie. Just watch the whole thing because of context. Yeah. Because you're not going to know what's going on. It's not a great movie. <laughs> it's not. But if you watch just the music video, it's not like a self-contained music video. No, it's not. No, no, no. So it, it all, it, it's all related. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. like you're not going to have it. It's going to just it's just going to be weird. But if you watch the movie, at at least when that part comes, you will have context. So, But you know what? I think it has staying power. People know it. Aunt Martha from Poughkeepsie, everybody else included, because the of the song and because of the video. Yeah. Not because of the entire movie. I, I would bet a lot of those people have never no. seen the video, never been, been to, never excuse me, the movie, never been to a theater, experienced that, probably didn't go to Broadway to see it, but they know this short little snippet of it. And it's kind of, you know, it stands out in that way because it, it has that staying power of teaching me how to dance and step yeah. to the right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. Halloween enough for you? Is that all right? Is that? Yes. Absolutely. Right. The other one mentioned the devil and an alien. Come on. It's had a twofer, but I know. Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was trying to think of something for Christmas. Like, oh, man, this one, this has the word snow in it. Like snow, I'm going to do snow by Red Hot Chili Peppers for Christmas. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, well, see, but you can't deny there's a lot of s- Christmas songs. Well, see, no, there is a I lot get, of Christmas. I, I, I guess, there's a lot I, of Halloween I guess, songs, too. I guess yeah, my argument wouldn't hold it because you know that there's a lot of different Halloween songs. I don't know a ton of Halloween songs because I'm not deep into that level. Mine is very, very surfacy. With right. you know, if in in my you know when I first started DJing and I had 45s in the box, I had a Halloween section and it had probably 20 or 30 songs. Flip through, pull out the 45. Purple people eater. Okay, great. Yeah, right. monster, monster match. Here you go. Which put a spell in there. Good. You know, again, I want to. And to, that's all to, I knew. So you and you are so much deeper into that stuff. So again, I wanted I want to give another shout out to Jonathan and Crystal because in their episode they brought something up that I'd never thought about. If you know the song Purple People Eater, they mentioned specifically that this creature is not purple. That they that he eats purple people. Oh, eating purple people, man. It sure is fine. One-eyed, one-eyed, purple people. say, what's your line? I said, eating right. purple people, and it sure is fine. So what what How's constitutes, that <laughs> what, that's how it goes. What constitutes a purple person? And why did they make a movie with basically Grimace from McDonald's with a horn on his head? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why did they make him purple? It never says that he's purple. Very confusing. Right. Very confusing. And why is he worth eating? What is, well, what makes purple people more appetizing than regular people right, right. why are they purple that's another whole episode i don't think i've ever seen a purple i'll person. bet there's a podcast out there that probably examines that i would imagine yeah it it's jonathan spread. and crystal yeah. it's haunt weekly <laughs> um so, all right anything else it. about this song? no that's it just cool cool and again crossover from a dj's point of view crossover that you can usually pull it out um you know with the right crowd and, and everything else um and it could work you know um Close for me to, I mean, short of going deeper, deeper, deeper into the cheese, you know, and into mm. the sauce of, you know, let's do Ghostbusters or let me, let right. me do Thriller. Or, Although Ghostbusters or has a really cool story behind it. so but. Well, and it's got some cool riffs in it too, you know. Um, or Thunderbusters. Have you heard that one? No. It's a, it's a 
mashup of Thunderstruck and Ghostbusters. Oh, I have heard that. Yes, yes, yes that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's I have good. heard that. Yeah, see that. You know, had I thought about it, I made it might have done something like that. That could have worked. You know, but no, you um, did but good. I figured, that, I figured this is something that kind of is, um, and it wasn't nine minutes long, but it was something that no. kind of fit the genre. So, you know, for Mister Mister Halloween here, that you wouldn't. Uh, that you, that you approve, you wouldn't. Uh, I, I approve. Stuff, so thank you. Good job. <laughs> oh well done. God. Deep in it. the cheese. You did it. So, thank you. Um, I don't know if you know, but we are recording in front of a live audience. That's live studio happening. audience. Live yeah. Studio thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. You know, nice. Uh, shirt, we appreciate. We appreciate all nine shirt. of you that bought tickets to come to this live performance of, of "You're Not Listening." <laughs> all right. What do you got? <laughs> um, I have "Dead Man's Party" by Oingo Boingo. Okay. So stop. Don't say another word. Why? Because it's, it's terrible. Silly. It's just silly, <laughs> and it's a it's a, a party song well, about maybe, dead people from the eighties. I mean, and last on. and last time when you did that one, that was that. What was that? The 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 Poe Harley um, Poe. Po, yeah, po. the Hearst song. That was so creepy and scary mm. and everything yes. else. Like, so I'm glad that you've lightened it up this year. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Well, Appreciate you know, that. there's just there's a the wide range of different things. I that song had a lot of layers, and there was some interesting things to talk about with it. True. There was some really fascinating kind of psychology stuff to get into with that which i thought we had a great conversation yep. go check it out that from check out our last two halloween specials because they're good There's, yep. it's good stuff um but yeah this is just a silly song i remember like loving this song when i was a kid playing it like <laughs> around halloween time and just like i think it, i honestly think my love for this song has always revolved around the guitar riff At that, the that that drives this whole song okay um this is not a song it doesn't have highs and lows it doesn't have a bridge it not really it has I guess it has a bridge, but it's like there's not a lot of variation with this song. It starts and then it goes till the end, and it's just cheesy '80s and synth the Im- rock. The image of '80s people at whatever movie it was in was big. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it was in, but it's Danny Elfman. So Oingo Boingo is Danny Elfman. Okay. If you don't know who oh. Danny Elfman and he he like he did like he's a film composer, right? Okay. He did the music for Beetlejuice and all of the music for um, Nightmare Before Christmas. And he actually sings all of Jack Skellington's vocal parts oh, really? in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. That's Danny Elfman singing. Really? Okay. Um, and he's that. just like, you know his style immediately if you hear, like if you listen to, if you watch the movie Beetlejuice from 1988. That's him? Um, that music, that main theme, like that is his like signature style. Like you you can tell that that's gotcha. Danny Elfman. He's gotcha. a composer. Uh, and he does a ton of stuff with Tim Burton, um, Tim Burton which, films. Which, you know, which obviously means that, you know, it's going to be weird. So. Right. It's going to be weird. But, the, you know, this is like peak 80s synth rock sound. I mean, right. Right. you'll you'll get it. Here's a little taste. And here's this, that riff that I just love. So that's that's the song. It's like six and a half minutes long, so I'm gonna skip through some of it because it's a lot of repetition. It's just a lot of the, the it's same. It's a dance once song. You, yeah, that's you what you do in the eighties. Yeah, it's, it's a that. dance. It's like yeah. a, it's like a twelve inch mix, right? Right. So go ahead, click the link in the show notes, listen to the song "Dead Man's Party" by Oingo Boingo, which is just such a fun band name to say. Um, and then come on back, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> The horns at the end. Yep. Best part of the song. We're going to end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long song. It's a long song. Yeah. I skipped yeah. about 
a third of it. Yeah, um, it's like six minutes long. It's like six. Mi- it's six minutes twenty one seconds. It's a long song, but it's because right. it's a it's a dance it's a dance song. Yep. Um, it's fun. It's a fun, cheesy, silly eighties dance yep. song. And um, you know what? You know how you said you, like you said love listening to this in the eighties and stuff. You probably heard this at a, at an elementary school dance that I did. Yeah. And like you know, it kind of resonated. Like, oh, that's kind of fun because I could see myself playing this, and then. Going through my next like three or four like songs, getting ready to set up for the next, and not even paying attention to the song because it's so repetitive and stuff. So, you know, I I know I played it, but I know I don't know if I've ever loved that kind of thing. So yeah, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I always liked it, and I think it's I I love I, I energy even without without the if take it out of the context that riff at the beginning. Yeah. The fuzz. Yeah, it's got a great electronic fuzz on it that's true yep, yep. but just the the way that it resolves i just really like you it's one of those risks it's kind of like um that what, what do we what's that ccr song uh up around the bend has the, the never-ending riff and you just play it forever and ever and ever yeah because yeah. It, it it resolves so is well this, is this that you can, Throughout the entire song, that's that same riff. Well, this they, they kind of they have that same that do 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 do. That's the oh, resolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And yeah. they do that throughout the whole song. Okay. They have other variations of kind of the the lead into it, but they always have that resolve throughout the whole song. But okay. I just lo- this is one of those riffs that you could just loop, do 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 do, and it just it's a satisfying resolve. And I yeah. I really like that guitar riff, and I like how it's subdued. It's kind of like muffled in the background in the beginning. You know, before it yeah, kicks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's a great sound. Yeah. And then it goes into that. <laughs> but just I, I, that that has always stuck with me, is that opening riff. I, I just, you know what? And I, just I don't, like it. I don't even remember that. Like, I, I can almost hear myself. Like, if I'm playing as a DJ, song to song to song, and, in, 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 you know, and doing the, uh, the cueing, you don't want to have the the down part. You don't of want that. that, yeah. You want to be able to go right into another dance beat. So I probably would have cued Skip past it. that and gone in right into the boop 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 boop. You know that yeah. that timbali whatever. I just I just really like it. It's just cool. It's just something about it. I like. Yeah. I, yeah, just I can really see like it's kind of growing on me. I, I have to say I've never heard it. I feel like that would be fun to play. Like, I want to learn how to play that riff because I feel like it would just be enjoyable. Do you, to, to do you have um, the, the capability of slowing that down with the technology you're looking at right now? No, not right now, but I could. I could get it in audition and slow it down, yeah. That. Play that again. It, it like, almost jumps an octave. Do, 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 do. It's like a call and response. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, 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 yeah. do. And then the that do 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 is that that's the super super satisfying resolve, and then throughout the whole thing you hear that they just keep. Yeah, yeah, it keeps coming back, right? They, right. they do it every time Returns. after every line. They do some variation of that beginning. And they always end it with that, because that's the hook. I mean, that's the hook of the song. Um, I, and I'm keep keep talking because I have something. You, you think you you know? I, I'm not no, going to be able to hear whatever you play. No, I know, but I'm going to ask you if I can. And, and the whole thing is that um, if that's going to be the thing that I mean, that's going to be what you're going to be basing the whole dance thing around as well. 
Right. You know, so it's all well, going to be based gotta, on that same riff. Yeah. You got to find that hook and you got to, you got to lean into it, you know, especially so, with stuff like so, this. So, so cue up, um, uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Which part? The, the, the guitar at the beginning. If you take that similar riff and then um, speed it up or take the one that you were just listening to, it ends on the same chord. Now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I uh, Yeah. That's what I heard. Dude, dude. But that's the beginning of that riff. Right, right. As so, opposed to I mean, the, it's probably the, the completely result. illegal, and I should maybe, in fact, I hear somebody at the door, they're coming and throw me in jail right now, yeah. to put Pink Floyd and Oingo Boingo in the same sentence, you know? So I apologize for that. So but for the, here's the thing. The, good music, music is good files. music, and you yeah. got to remember that Danny Elfman is a composer. Yeah. So, so, so he, give me a snapshot of, I mean, you know his work more, like... Nightmare of Christmas, like what else? Like what? what? Because this is, like, I, I was just reading up on it, and like it originally came out of, like, they call it a surrealist musical theater troupe. Yeah. Uh, the Mystic Nights of Oingo Boingo. And then they changed it to just Oingo Boingo after that. So, so a little, always a little out there, it seems like, you know. So, yeah. I mean, he, these are some of the, these are some of the movies that he did uh, the scores for. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Which is the, oh. actually the newer one. So these these yeah. are kind of going in order from newest to oldest. I'll go back to some yeah. of the older stuff that people might know. But um, Beetlejuice, uh, wow. the live act, you know, the the motion picture Beetlejuice, Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Oh, um, okay. Apparently, he did Mission Impossible, um, Planet of the Apes, wow. Spider Man Two, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, wow. uh, the one with Johnny Depp. Yep, obviously. Um, he likes Johnny Depp, obviously, with some of the other. Alice in Wonderland. The 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 newer Alice in Wonderland movies, um, Frankenweenie, Dark Shadows, wow. uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, Goosebumps, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, a lot of that kind of quirky, yeah, cartoonish, but, you know, Doolittle. Um, but high profile things that are very well. Oh known. yes, very very big yeah, movies. Yeah. I mean, he is yeah. a he is a very big right. composer in Hollywood. This is, I mean, this is the music from. And this is his mu- This is his musical. Yeah, that seems to me that seems like what he does. This yeah. kind of stuff. Bum 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 bum. So like, he, he's a composer, so he knows how to write good music, right? Yeah. He knows how to yeah. write music that he knows how to develop the hook. And was Oingo Boingo like his his musical for you? He like, must have been like yeah, create it was, a band like let's do it was like a band that he had with his brother or something. something. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know midlife crisis, maybe I don't know. Um. But a couple things that I I have, most of the stuff I have centers around the riff. I didn't make note of too many of like why I marked these spots. So let's see. I made a spot at two oh three. See what see what's there. Oh yeah, I like this. <laughs> I like how he just kind of like stops singing the words and just starts doing the like the oh <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. It's just like he. It's just funny. It's like he just lost himself in whatever character he's playing on this, gotcha. and it's just yeah. it's really funny. Um, it's just goofy, you know. It's just, it's such a goofy thing. At two, was it two sixteen? There's one point where there's a, a really low voice that comes in in the background. Did you hear that? 
That no. third time he said dead man, listen to like the background vocals. There's a really low voice that comes in, which is kind of cool. Gives it like a little extra layer. Oh, okay. Kind of yeah. cool, right? God, how that's very have, 80s. How did you pick up on that, man? This I, is, this I, is, I would never listen to that. This is what, the way I listen to music. It's I, what I do. I know, yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Um, okay, and then the next thing that I wanted to point out, because just because it mentions this in the um, the Wikipedia page, which is kind of interesting, is at 235, there's a line. I'll just play it here. Oh, yeah, and then that's I'll, famous for, right? Yeah. A, it's cool that he switched up the lyrics during that part because right. the rest of the song he says the same things every time. So that's yeah. always fun. Um, but the line is, I hear the chauffeur coming to my door. He says there's room for maybe just one more. Di- says, maybe just one more. That's kind of like, that. that's like pop culture right there. Right. Yes. Yeah. It says it's a reference to The Bus Conductor, which is a short by E.F. Benson about a hearse driver. It was first published in the Pall Mall magazine in 1906. The story oh. has been adapted several times and spawned an urban legend with each version using the catchphrase, room for one more. And it's shown up in movies and like all this. So like, there you go. that's kind of cool. I thought yeah, that yeah, was cool. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a fun, a fun little piece of trivia. And that brings it back to being Halloween right there. Yeah. When you think um, about that, this so. movie has, cool. th- this song has been in movies um mostly known, known for back to school yes back to school 1986 yeah, but it's Jill, also yeah. been in the series uh one of the episodes of a show called chuck which i don't know um it was in malcolm in the middle halloween episode yeah. uh season two of supergirl uh an episode of bones which was a great show uh and the blacklist and it was referenced in the novel Ready Player One, which is an amazing, amazing book. If people oh, are really into yeah, kind of like, really into that reading, that, if right. people are really into like kind of science fiction, video game, video pop culture yep. stuff, yep. it's really, really good. Definitely read it. The movie is really cool too, um, but the book is fantastic. And an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as a quest in The Witcher Three, which is a video game. I I remember it from. Um from back to school, the Rodney, it was a cheesy Rodney, Rodney. Dangerfield comedy stuff. Yeah. It, the the band was playing at a frat party singing this song, you know, and everyone was, was as 80s up as you as, can imagine. As you can get, I can You imagine. know, the hair and the, and the look and all that kind of stuff. I'm so trying to remember, I don't remember the reference in, in Ready Player One. Um, <clears throat> that, that, that book and the movie is just a, a You're going to have to go back and research that and find it again. It's a complete bucket dump of 80s references it's really? all 80s references it's great yeah um, and that's good so thing? i'm not surprised i'm not surprised <laughs> it shows up. yeah it's great that's a really good book so i just think you know what i find interesting about this is again it's on probably a bunch of compilations i have i know i would not have a knowing i don't think i have a knowing boingo 12 inch or dance or anything but i, I might you? i might um might. but you know, when I needed to have vinyl. It would definitely be a novelty. It's a, It was a single. It was a 12-inch single. It yep. had this and one other song. Yep. I mean, that's it. Um, but if you think about it, I mean, it's got some It's got some rock, obviously. It's got some ska, um, pop. It's even mm-hmm. some, some punky stuff, and it's all kind of mixed in. Um, it seems very, very, like, experimental stuff. Um, and you said at one point, real good synth or something in there. Yeah, there's, heard, a synth, there's a good, can't good you, synth can't you solo. Be, can't you picture that being played, like, as a guitar on, on the side of someone's, you know, hip you yeah. know, just kind of like, you know, with yeah, here, listen here and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's got <laughs> horns. 
Yeah. You know? So that's where the ska stuff comes in. Like, it's kind of cool. So, I mean, if you were to kind of extract some of these things individually, it's a ska song. Oh, it would be cool. No, it's a punk song. Oh, no, maybe, you know. And, maybe and, we should have some people cover these in different genres, and maybe it would, like, you could actually end up with a really cool song. I wonder if they have. I bet. Maybe. Hey, I bet if you go down and, you know, and, and, and look at that wormhole on YouTube, I bet other people have done it. In different styles, maybe, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, three, three, thirty-two, just a cool, a, uh, a, uh, a cool vocal riff. Quintessential eighties pop. Yeah, I was gonna say you're kind of reaching on that. It's kind of cool, but it's, like, but it's just it it's just so, fits within the rest of the eighties. It's song, so yeah. defining of that eighties pop sound. Yeah, the vocals, right? Like, yeah. it's just like. It solidifies I, I, it. In I don't know what they look like, but I have this image of a guy with you know big you know flock of seagulls hair right. or something singing it like you know and you know the 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 really outrageous you know sport coat that he's wearing and and high yep. heels and yeah. oh if you watch the video I think it's just I think it's like marionette puppets playing this oh. it's weird <laughs> it's super weird don't watch the video no okay um, I won't do that but the very last thing that I wanted to do which is my favorite part of the whole thing is the ending. It's got a it's got a great ending to it. So just listen to listen to the ending. Oh. oh, the horns and stuff. The horns at the end. It's cool. That's scary. It, it's pretty unexpected. That's kind of scary right there. Yeah. Because it continues with that regular riff. And then it just ends. It's yeah, like an I mean, unexpected ending. There's a lot happening in in the, that last couple bars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's, which is all really good, including the ow and all that. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. And like I said, it's like super in the cheese. I should be wearing my deep in the cheese shirt. This yes, is <laughs> this is like definition of deep in the cheese, yep. and it and it's it's corny and it's it's silly and dumb, but that's what we what's so great about this podcast is like. There's good stuff in here that we yeah. can pull out and we can discuss and highlight. And now the next time you hear this song, maybe you won't, you know, maybe you'll Change appreciate it a little bit more. <laughs> but you know, in the same way, mine was a dance song. This was obviously a dance song. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to, in, in, when you're doing mine, you have to jump to the left and then a step to the right, you know, and then pelvic thrust. Do you have to dance like the 80s when you hear the song? I don't know what that means. Probably, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I think you have to dress like the 80s. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I mean, it's a party. It's a dead man's party. Everybody's coming. It's a dead leave, man's party. Everybody's coming. Leave your body at the door. Right. It's a good line. They <laughs> Which actually that, is yeah. actually kind of a cool line for know, this song. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's always room for more, right? One more? Is that what it, the, uh, the line? Oh, yeah. There's uh, room for one more. There's room for one more. Says there's room for maybe just one more. Yep. So, cool. Good. That is actually a cool piece of trivia. You know, for for being such a shallow sounding cheesy song, to have song, to have song, that yeah. kind of like deep trivia within it is kind of neat. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things like, "Ooh, let's like extract something and have it mean something, you know, 10 years from now." Like, mm. "Oh, pull that that line out. We'll use that again." Yeah. 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 You know, or from the 1900s, you know, so. Yeah. Very cool. So my favorite part is the very first few seconds when you hear the riff. And the very last few seconds when you get the I thought horns. You were gonna say, I thought you were going to say the horns at the end. Those are my two yeah. favorite parts. My, I think my favorite part would probably be the horns at the end. Yeah. That, it's, and it's and just, not even that, even like those couple <clears throat> bars beforehand where it's like, it's, 
preparing to end. Right. You, you get know? the guitar, the guitar riff yep. kind of with the solos and then the the horn fills over it and that really cool synth bass. It has a really cool synth bass throughout the whole yep. thing. Yep. Um the culmination of everything at the end, but then when it all cuts off and you just get that bum 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 with like tons of reverb on the horns. Yeah. That's when you can tell that it was written by a composer, you know. Yeah, can't you imagine that be seeing that live how fun that would be? Probably the last the last he, song of the show. So it says it says on Wikipedia that Danny Elfman performed the song as the final encore of his Nightmare Before Christmas concerts at the Hollywood Bowl in 2015, 16 oh, and 18 okay. alongside his former Oingo Boingo guitarist and arranger Steve Bartek. So I guess he was probably doing specific shows where he would perform all the songs from Nightmare Before Christmas, which gotcha. probably okay. drew massive crowds because there's such a cult following for that movie. Right, right. But and then he, was, some he probably wanted to finish off the show like a party. So, you know. So, and that this fits with that, obviously, because it's, you know. So bring us into the studio. You know, you're a musician. Um, are there musicians playing all this, or is a lot of it electronically? It's probably made? it's probably musicians playing on a on keyboards on synth synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't think it's like a, um, a synthesizer that's making those ska sounds or the horn sounds? You think it's could live be, horns? It could be on a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. But because yeah, it, it, I mean, it's very knowing 80s, that but Danny fe- Elfman feels that you know knowing what he does. Oh, true. He probably yeah. had real performers That's playing, true. I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, because it's different. Yeah, it's not just yeah. somebody who gets together and you know has a production value they, they I, can do. I but would think. He probably has the, the real thing because yeah. of what he does. Yeah, that's exactly. a good point. That's a good point. So. Exactly. Good, cool. That's what I think. Yeah, Um fun. And honestly, I would like to hear Rob Zombie do a hard rock cover of this. I was just going to ask you, who do you want to do this? Because, and I'm going with Rob Zombie. I know it's kind of cliche, but... <laughs> yes, it is. But... Rob Zombie's music. I don't know how familiar you are with his I'm music. Not, no, so I'm not. Rob Zombie is fantastic. And his music is hard rock and it's gothic horror themed. I, that I know, right. But right, right. a lot of his songs are actually danceable and the, no. the rhythms are driving. Really? really? Like driving rhythms. And yeah, it's it's a lot of the stuff is is more danceable than like like people he's toured with like Marilyn Manson a lot just because of like you know the twins of evil or course, tours right, or whatever right. I get it I don't like to talk about Marilyn Manson because he's scumbag but I think people if you don't know his music you, you'll lump it in with that kind of like yeah, really I, I do really I do super dark creepy but he yeah, is more, I don't know him I think of that yeah. yeah Rob Zombie's music is more mixed in with kind of that like dirty fast southern driving rock really as opposed to the gothic creepy that's that's because that's what i think of him as yeah um yeah i mean listen to uh, dragula by rob zombie and it is just it's driving um i can do a little Okay. I see what you mean. So it's like yeah. it's just yeah. it's got more of a, a a driving feel, and he has songs that are like danceable, uh, but it's also hard rock. It's got heavy guitars right, and right, and right. and his band is fantastic. He's he's I think John Five has played guitar for him for a while. Um, he was in he was in that documentary John Five. He's a why don't you um, why don't you do a, a Rob Zombie song sometime? So we can kind yeah. of go a little deeper into him because yeah, yeah, that, that would be surprising because Rob's to me I I lump him in with that with that whole right crew. and, like, and I, 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 I had I had a it. feeling that you probably didn't know his music I just don't. because he has that persona 
uh, because yeah. it, he he puts on that show, right? He puts on yeah. the show of like it's a horror show, it's a right. horror horror rock show, uh, because he loves horror. He's he's from Salem, Mass. Oh, really? Um, okay. That's cool. And uh, and he makes horror movies, and like that's just the world that he lives in. But yeah. the music is different than what you would think just by looking at the visuals, right? It's it's hard rock. I mean, if you're not into hard rock, you're probably not going to like it. But right. There's good there's there's good stuff in there and it is is driving and it's, well, and it's intense and it's upbeat, um, yeah. which is cool. That's a show that I would really like to go to someday. I would really like to see Rob Zombie and I don't know all of his songs. I know like stuff from his first couple albums, but um, I feel like that would be a really fun show. See, my image is like you said, Marilyn Manson, Godsmack. I mean, I mean, I think right, of, and like, Godsmack isn't like that either. I know, but that's the but but my John my generation. The genres I think of that I all lump that stuff together, you know, and I think like Tool, I mean, like all that stuff, which I know you like you appreciate on such a different level, but never been in my mm-hmm. in my my purview. Don't want it to be. Don't care as much about it. Can appreciate it, and there are people who like it, but you know, again, from a DJ's perspective, never going to whip that stuff out at a function. Well, ever. yeah, no, you know, it's not. Um, for that, and I've been asked for that stuff. Like, yeah, sorry, you know, you know, and you know, your grandmother will have a heart attack over here. I can't be playing, you know, whatever. Right, and and a lot of it is also because I just don't know, never it. understood it, gotten into it, or, or maybe appreciated it. And it's it, for me, it's all the same. And and yeah. even to, like you, what you just played, that does sound different. So like, okay, with us, with a listen. Yeah, there are two songs, um, and you can go check them out on your own if you want. Two, um, Dragula. Like drag race, drag like mixed drag racer with Dracula, Dracula. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, that's one that that it, that's his biggest song, uh, and then um, feel so numb. There's a song called Feel So Numb, and that one is also very driving, upbeat, fast paced. I think I've heard. I that feel one. I so I good. That. I feel yeah. so numb. Yeah, yeah it's, I think I do that. Know that. It's one. good. Yeah. it's good. It's it's he's he's got talent, and his band is very talented. She and I think them, especially I think local. the drummer from Slipknot, who is. Like a legendary metal drummer, like the guy again, same is same incredible. genre for me, the same people. Yeah, yeah, and and this guy, like his drum kit flips upside down while he's playing, and he's like got some of the fastest feet and fastest hands in metal music. He's yeah. un unbelievable, the drummer. Thanks I'm not a big Slipknot right, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, I like I I appreciate yeah. some of their stuff, but I think of one he's, one guy in high school. That you right. went to school yeah. with, <laughs> who we called Slipknot. What up, Slipknot? Who, who um, loved it? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's there's good stuff there. I actually have have contemplated bringing someone on who's a big like fan of theirs to kind of dissect some of their Break stuff it down and, a little and more, take a look yeah. at yep. it yep. Um, because there definitely is stuff to appreciate there. But um, he's, I think he's toured with Rob Zombie before. So if you can imagine Rob Zombie, who's this powerhouse performer, you know, in in the same realm of Alice Cooper. Right, um, putting on it just a that's right. Really I, I, I think show. of him as a more contemporary Alice Cooper because Alice Cooper was like my middle early high school years. Yeah, and that's a fair you know, comparison, I think. Yeah. Um, but imagine him being goth, at, goth at, rock. at that level of performance. It's about production. It's about horror. It's about visuals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, get him on stage with John Five playing guitar, who's an amazing guitarist, and that drummer from Slipknot. There's going to be powerful. some some pretty good stuff yeah. coming out Sparks of that. Sparks will be flying. Right? Yeah, so. You know, it's just a different world that people might not be familiar with. Because so. they weren't listening. They, they might myself not be Myself included. Yeah, yeah. My, myself included. See what I did there? Part yeah, no, I got you. Um, I got to wrap this up as much as I would love to talk about more Halloween music and stuff. But so <laughs> um, the next episode, I'm actually going to be doing a Neil Diamond song. So I'm not going to do Rob Zombie next episode. But maybe the episode after, 
Maybe the episode after that, uh, I'll I'll bring in some Rob Zombie. So we should have something like a Rob Zombie, you know, book ended with something like a Neil Diamond, like something completely different. Just so well, you can talk I'm doing the Neil Diamond song because it's actually I I just finished a series on Netflix that was a horror series, and this song was in it. Um, it's not. It wasn't strict horror. It was horror adjacent. It uh, it was it was called Midnight Mass. Um, oh, I know you said absolutely you that. incredible yeah. series. Yeah. mind-blowing series yeah. um but there is an episode where they finish off the episode with a neil diamond song and it's um, perfect it's perfect and wow. uh i actually really really like this song and i never heard it until i watched this episode <laughs> and in context of that it was beautiful and i i'm really actually pretty excited to talk about so it. so you pushing the envelope a little more so it's almost halloween-ish no it's not it's really not it's it, okay. it's religious it's a, I, I, it, it's it's a religious song and this portion of this series was not horror was not scary it was not this was okay. a this was a very uplifting miracle driven part of of okay. this series it was really really powerful really really do wanna, good do you want to drop the name of the song you want to wait till next uh sure i'll i'll i don't care i mean i m- next next episode Brother i'm going to do um holly show? i'm going to do holly holy by neil oh, diamond ho- yeah yeah uh it's beautiful uh yeah. it's, and it's there's some cool background music that kind of mismatches with the lyrics but i mean with the the vocals but i actually i'll send you a video dad cuz i want you to watch the scene from this show. You you might not have all of the context, but I want you to watch the scene that it's in. How, so, how many um, how many episodes is it? Is it a one season? Or? Seven episodes, I think. Oh, that's on, in the same season, so it's not like I have to work right like to get to the context. I have to watch like three seasons worth or anything like that. No, and this was episode three. Okay, so you could honestly watch have, the first three episodes. I'll grab and it. Yeah. It, I'll grab it's that. so good. That. I mean, okay. so good. We'll talk more about it in the next episode. Okay. Um, Katie's but, into that too. She's watching it right now too. Oh my God, it's good. Yeah. So, okay. I, I think I described it on Twitter as aggressively good. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it, it really means, is. But, okay. um, but I got to go. It's yep. late at night. I haven't slept in three nights, so I'm going to okay. try to get some sleep tonight. Go get some sleep. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow. So. <clears throat> uh, me too. All right. Thank you right, so bro. much for listening. Right. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen. Check out our Teespring store. Leave us a review and then... Go to Pantheon Podcast for more music-related podcasts. And uh, I think that's all we got. So make sure that you stay hydrated, listen to good music, stay spooky, happy Halloween. (laughs) Don't be a dick. We'll talk to you next time. There you go. See you, Paul. Ninety-two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. Ninety-two percent because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. Ninety-two percent stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a thirty-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onePeloton.com/home-trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.